Coming live from Fresno, California, USA is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Maria Mayers, founder of Take Five, well-being coach and teacher. Welcome to the show, Maria. Thank you, AJ. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you to your uh, listeners and viewers for giving us this space in their day. Thank you. Thank you for your time for joining us on the show. And we'll be talking about how to take your power back from anxiety. And just for the audience, they should uh, to tell them Maria Mays is a well-being coach and teacher who helps her clients find the freedom that only inner peace can offer. As founder of Take 5, she is on a mission to help others take their power back from anxiety. She specializes in simplifying techniques and ancient wisdom teachings into small, digestible bites that are easy to apply. Uh, so, Maria, first, firstly, tell us about more about your company, founder of Take 5. What does it do and what, can pe what do people come there for? Okay, thank you, AJ. So Take 5 is a business focused on helping individuals and teams within the workplace take their power back from anxiety. And that would include things like releasing tension, physical tension in the body, stored anxiety, as well as uh, stress management. And so there's several different doors, if you will, all leading to the same destination, which would be a baseline of inner peace. And so with that, Take Five's uh, foundational offering is a very simple five-minute stretch and breath break that encourages uh, folks to, at your desk like we're here today, pausing, stepping away from the noise uh, of the world, stepping away from the media, stepping away from the demands of uh, having a business, if you're running a business, or the expectations of um, your employment and the expectations of your role as maybe a caretaker in your family, to just pause from all of those for five minutes to connect with the breath, do some gentle uh, stretches, and just release some of that tension and responsibility uh, so that you can come out of that five minutes much more focused, uh, clear-headed, uh, relaxed, and, and ready to be truly more productive and present for those you work with and those that you care for. So that's kind of one foundation starting with just five minutes. And then there's a variety of other services from private instruction, uh, mindfulness-based uh, consumption, like mindful wine tasting, um, all the way up to individual one-on-one -on -one coaching for those that are ready to really step into uh, another chapter in their lives. So those who are looking to make some sort of transformation in uh, either health or career or possibly relationship or maybe all of the above. So, <laughs> Right, right, Maria. You know, you see anxiety. Yes. Anxiety is everywhere. And you have spent a good amount of time uh, in, you know, in the corporate world, in the, especially in the technology space. Mm -hmm. and today, a lot of the technology that we use it's also leading to a lot of anxiety. But just to understand from you, uh, because you have clients, individual clients, as well as corporate clients, mm -hmm. what is it that anxiety, what sort of anxiety that is creating the problem in our lives, in workplace, as well as personal lives? And then we'll come to how to deal with that. But 
you know, it's very right. difficult sometimes to actually know what anxiety is, what exactly, you know, sometimes you can just be a bit more excited about things. Is that anxiety? How do you know there is anxiety in your life, in you work as, as well as personal life? Yeah, so it manifests itself differently in everybody, right? And so part of what I work with uh, my clients on it is getting an understanding and becoming uh, able to verbalize where they feel anxiety in the body. So some of us might just feel um, and where it's coming from in terms of your first question, I guess I should start with that, which is um, unless you're living under a rock somewhere, maybe high up on a mountain, <laughs> you, you likely have stressors. Um, and anxiety is really about the not our inability to control our external environment, but our desire to control it, right? Okay. Um, so as we look at um, and becoming, um, I don't want to say abnormal, but a little bit more heightened and worrisome about that lack of control than than average. So if you think about um, just what we went through in the past few years with the onset of the pandemic, uh, the rates of having, you know, anxiety and the general anxiety throughout the world has raised, right? Uh, but we also had an opportunity through the pandemic to slow down a little bit, to take a pause and to maybe become aware of some of these underlying things um, that occurred within uh, our lifestyles that create things like uh, worry cycles or um, physical manifestations in the body. So drop into the second part of that question um, in terms of what is it, how does it feel? For everybody, it might be different. So it might manifest as digestive issues like irritable bowel syndrome. It might manifest as a rageful outburst at your family, losing your cool, snapping at your kids, snapping at your spouse. So all of those can be tracked back to is your your baseline state one of just a calm, peaceful, trusting existence and knowing that everything's going to work out as it should? Or are you on the edge kind of always rattled, just always, you know, not sure looking at, you know, the worst case scenario, concerned at, you know, what's going to happen here with the virus? What's going to happen there if I don't mask? What's going to happen here if I don't vaccinate? All those different um those different things. And because the majority of the uh, media consumption or the media that's out there is a lot of fear based, a lot of, you know, you know, fear cells, right? <laughs> negativity cells. Then we have a negativity bias in the brain in terms of our, our wiring. There's a biological component as well as then the environmental component that just allows us to step into kind of a perfect storm of offering a perfect storm of anxiety. And so it's really up to us as individuals to determine, can I step away from that and come back to the internal world? Can I step into my truth where there is calm and there is peace and I am whole? Um, and so it's really, my process is really about helping people remember that. And so, you know, we come into this world uh, without crazy anxiety, typically, right? We come into this world knowing 
um, our truth and, and as this beautiful little child, but through the conditioning of the world and the expectations culturally, what we find is we get caught up, I see with a lot of my clients in the tech world as well, um, getting caught up in the hamster wheel of productivity, the do more, achieve more, produce more, perform better, just the go, 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 go. And so along with that can oftentimes come the anxiety of the pressure of always having to do more, to perform more, to reach higher. And um, there's a cost to that in terms of our health. Right, right. So you said anxiety is all desire to control things that we want. And that, that particular uh, yardstick is controlled by somebody else. So how will you ever achieve it? Isn't it an easy thing to understand that uh, in the desire to control your performance expectations of other from others, mm -hmm. you're actually giving your control to anxiety? Exactly. Exactly. So um, we don't realize how we give our power away, right? I think it's one of those things where, especially when we got caught, we get caught up. I'll speak for my own self. I mean, I was so far on that trajectory of just, you know, achieving, moving forward. Um, and, and at the same time, caretaking for so many around me that I, that in itself can almost become a, um, a pattern of almost addiction, right? Of a cycle of, of just taking care of everybody else, achieving, 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 but never taking time to slow down and, and to realize that I have the power to say, you know what, I need to pause right now. I need to take a few breaths um, because the power that we have within our breath, that's if we look at the different tools in the, the toolbox of taking your power back, your breath is probably the most powerful one in that in a situation that might cause someone, let's say anxiety, let's say you don't have generalized anxiety disorder, but you're going, you're getting ready to give a presentation, or you're going to come speak on a podcast in right. front of lots of viewers. Uh, if you feel physical sensations, like a short, tight breath, like a little nervousness, a little nervous energy, that's, that's fun. And that's good. Right. But when it gets overwhelming, um, a way to step into that, then whatever you're doing, um, would be to just take a few slower than normal, deeper than normal breath cycles to take us out of that sympathetic mobility state into the parasympathetic, more restful state so that you can then be more fully present with the person you're communicating with. So, Right, right. So what should be the routine like? Means in, in office, uh, there is a different sort of stress. So what should be the attitude and again, at home, what should be the routine that because their expectations at home are still different than what work will expect from. You. Absolutely. There is yep. that flexibility. So maybe it's much more self sort of a created situation many a times. Mm -hmm. so what is it that a person can do in home setting as well as manage expectations of others from you? in the work setting how are the two things where breathing will help but what what are the other things that one can do to have a great start to a day with less anxiety or no anxiety preferable sure sure so um breathing is key as well as uh, meditation so okay. the type of uh coaching that i do 
uh, it's the foundation. It's uh, the foundations is in Ayurvedic philosophy, right? So it's a consciousness based approach to health and to coaching. Um, and it's rooted in meditation. So I see uh, meditation in with my um, personal practice and that I teach others, I incorporate breath work or pranayama in that. So that is the key, right? That opens the door, then that allows us to walk into our days, having that baseline of inner peace. So I would recommend if, if any of your audience hasn't ever tried to just start really small. In fact, that's why my business is named Take Five, because as you know, about a decade ago, when I was recovering from a nervous breakdown as a result of burnout, from all the things we just discussed, that high productivity, that caretaking, that go, 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 I hit a wall. And at that point, I couldn't fathom taking more than a few minutes for myself. So I said, I would start with five, five breaths, five minutes. And if you can start in the morning, to set yourself up before you interact with any other um, human being. <laughs> Maybe you can't beat the cat up, right? But uh, if you can find that space and just start small with five minutes um, with a little uh, silence, maybe starting with some guided meditation. I practice a mantra-based meditation. Um, just practicing, just noticing your breath or long, slowing down the breath for, for a little bit uh, in that five minutes, practicing gratitude, whatever your meditation practice looks like. The thing is, there's so many different opportunities to explore, so many different styles, um, so many different uh, guides out there that I would just encourage your audience to, if they haven't found one, uh, don't give up hope, keep exploring. But finding that and dedicating that time first thing in the morning is really key to set us up, right? Then as you step into your day, maybe getting the kids to school, getting to the office, what have you, as you find yourself in the middle of the workday feeling overwhelmed, or maybe it's before a routine strategy meeting you have, if you can schedule in, again, five minutes. We're not talking about an hour here. We're talking about five minutes to just connect with your breath, to fall into a little bit of stillness in the body and to come out of that five minutes much more focused. So uh, the other piece I'd recommend, so this is this is what I recommend is starting your day and ending your day with meditation, right? So bookending our days. So that before your head hits to pillow, you've also come back to that state of, I can control what's internal, right? I can come back to that place of peace here. I can't control the external world. We'll never be able to control that, right? We think we can, that's what causes all the stress in our life and the anxiety, but we can't, we can just control in here. And so, um, and then as we transition roles, I find this is really important too. As I step out of my uh, well-being coach hat, my entrepreneur hat um, and step into uh, being a mom, you know, when I pick up the kids from school or run them to an activity, am I arriving as a present, calm being? Or am I in chaos on the phone, you know, still stressing about that meeting or whatever? So I think the, and that can be as short as just five breaths. So just literally pausing and saying, I'm going to transition roles. I want to be fully present 
for those that I'm stepping into connection with now and taking five slower than normal, deeper than normal breaths to get you there. Right, right. And suppose if it's a manager who is listening to you mm -hmm. and he wants his team to reduce their anxiety. How does he bring this particular thing? What does he, he do? Well, he starts by becoming the example, right? By okay. uh, leveraging these practices himself. But then also there is such power, and I've seen this transform the outcome of a meeting personally in my software career before I was uh, doing this uh, as my full-time focus. Uh, and that is, as you enter the room, just taking a moment to just say, you know, can, can we just take a few breaths together here? Let's just, you know, everybody comes into a meeting with baggage, right? We have these huge bags we carry in. And it might be uh, thinking about what that other person's going to say that maybe we had some unresolved conflict with. Maybe it's we really want our agenda to be heard. Maybe our sales quota is not even close to being met this month. And we're riddled with anxiety because of that. Whatever you're coming into that meeting with. Um, oftentimes that comes in then and manifest in our communication with others, right? And so if the leader can just say, let's just pause here for a moment. Let's just let go of whatever we just came from. And let's take five breaths to five count inhale, five count exhale together. Just that alone can completely change the energy in the room, the dynamic between colleagues the um the connection between leader and those he's leading right 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 maria just to understand for uh for the audience uh in india a lot of people do know about meditation about breath and mm -hmm. all the pranayam and different sort of you know breathing exercises but absolutely a lot of people also within india we do it but what exactly does a very uh, less people know or those who know, they keep it to themselves. They don't talk about it much. It's mm -hmm. such a prevalent wisdom in India. But outside, a lot of people also may find it too easy to think that it may not work or it, until they sure. try it. So sure. scientifically, if you could tell them, what does these five breathing, inhaling and exhaling, bring actually to the nervous system and to the body that can actually being the results that you are talking about. Sure, sure. So when we come in, let's say in that example where I'm coming from another activity into a meeting, just rushing out of my office to get there in time, chances are I'm in my sympathetic nervous system. So if you, I'll, I'll paint you this picture. If you uh, consider maybe there's a snake crawling up in the office or a big spider, whatever you're fearful of, I don't like snakes. So for me, it would be a snake. If I saw that, I would go. <gasps> so immediately my, my, my breath is up in my chest. It's constricted. My body's ready for movement. I'm in that mobilized sympathetic state. And the reality is due to the chronic stress that we have within our culture, most of us are stuck there. And so when we slow the breath rather than tight, high, fast, slowing the breath for a few cycles, that takes us out of that sympathetic state and drops us into a parasympathetic, which is our rest and digest state, which allows us to then be more calm, more mentally focused. Um, also 
really important to do before we eat a meal because when we're in that sympathetic state, um, you know, we're mobilized and all those systems that we don't need are throttled back, right? Like our digestion. So that's why it's so important. And physiologically, what's going on is we're moving from a heightened state of mobility into a more restful state of calm and focus. And I'm sure your audience can just uh, think about that image of a snake versus now an image of maybe a beautiful stream or a meadow. Going from that imagery um, is basically what's happening in, in the brain and in the, the nervous system. Um, and the most important piece of that is if we can take ourselves back to that state, we are going to have the ability to increase, turn up the genes that promote health and turn down the genes that promote disease. Right, right, Maria. So a lot of people who keep on moving, sometimes they say it's so difficult to concentrate, to sit still. How do they uh, implement this part of such a wonderful thing in their life? So I'm one of those people. I'm tight A, high strung, go, 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 100 miles an hour. And so um, start small is the main the main recommendation I have. And, and find, you know, many of us with... Uh, issues within our spine or neck and shoulders, which a lot of us do because we're at keyboards like this most of the day, we'll have a hard time sitting in a, you know, it, it doesn't look like the beautiful Instagram, you know, Sukhasana posture or lotus, half lotus, whatever. It, it It's oftentimes for me, I'll tell you, I'll have a pillow on my lap to raise my shoulders or just putting my hands on the desk to raise my shoulders to take some of the weight off. If it's really important for the individual to get comfortable because if you cannot get physically comfortable, then you're not going to be able to really relax. And so working with positioning with different pillows, seats, benches, etc., is a good start. Trying to raise the hips up a little bit. So if you're in a chair with a dip in it, kind of coming to the edge of it so that the hips are a little higher than the knees. Those are all tips that help. Um, but then also understanding and taking out the concept that this needs to be this perfect image of stillness. So Roger Gabriel, one of my meditation teachers and the chief meditation offer, officer at Chopra Global, he taught me that we really make things way too complicated. So <laughs> with meditation in particular, as we get these sensations in the body and then we're monkey minds going saying, well, why am I moving? I need to be still. I'm trying to meditate here. Just coming to the understanding that that movement is just stress's way of leaving the body. It wants to release and, and just taking a breath and relaxing into that, that, okay, I'm moving a little bit. I'm not totally still in my meditation practice for a while. Maybe it takes me a while to get into that. That is okay. Just like I have a lot of people who will say, well, I can't meditate because the thoughts always come up. Well, if they don't, you're not human, right? So that is part of that process too, is just understanding is as those thoughts come up, just allowing them to come, allowing them to go, not focusing on them or attaching to them, but just releasing them. Just knowing, again, it's a way of stress leaving the body. All of this energy is stored and constricted physically. And so just having compassion for ourselves when we're starting that it might look different than what you see on, you know, the pretty social media pictures, 
but that's okay because the reality is it takes time to develop that practice. So just having patience and self-compassion and knowing that uh, honoring what your body needs in terms of positioning and movement. Right, right. Wonderful. Such great insights, such great understanding about something very simple, but very important for our bodies. And it is this power is within us. That's the one most wonderful. Absolutely. This, that's the, the core of all of that I do and teach and coach on is that these wisdoms are inside of us. You know, we come into this world knowing this. It's just through the expectations of our culture, the conditionings of the world and the busyness and the noise and the chaos externally that clouds that and then we forget. So it's just a process of, of remembering. And sometimes we need a little help in remembering. And that's what I'm here for. Right. So how do people connect with you, those companies, those clients, hmm. if they need to get that, you know, uh, yeah. direction from you? How do they do So that? Um, you can reach me at my website, which is take five. So the word take the number five dot health. So rather than dot com, it's dot health. And I have on there a variety of options. Um, encourage your listeners to maybe subscribe to the newsletter. I do put out the five minute stretch and breath break videos. Um, to subscribers. I release one new one a month. And so, and those are things that you can use before a meeting with your team. If maybe you're not comfortable leading them through a little stretch and breath work, just say, we're going to watch this today before the meeting. Um, you can find me at, uh, on the social channels at take five health, no dot and um, some free resources on my website. And then just reach out to me via email via uh, the website if you want to um, talk more and learn more. Wonderful, wonderful. And, the, you know, the best part of knowing this art is that you have gotten to rush for a meeting in the next five minutes, but you are not anxious about it at all. That's the not good at part. All. <laughs> that is the beautiful piece of it. Yes. So I've got my breath, that most powerful tool. So. <laughs> right, right. Thank you so much for your time, Maria. Thank with you, this, it's a wrap. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Have a great day, Maria. You too. Thank you so much. <laughs>